Let me add my welcome to you this morning. My name is Monty Spurgeon, and I'm the pastor of Student Ministries here at Fellowship. Yes, we have some students in the room. Uh, and I'm excited to be here this morning to open up God's Word and to share with you. Happy New Year. Uh, we're excited for this morning for all of us at every stage of life, at every age, to gather together and to center in on Jesus as we enter into another year. Now, I know for parents with young children, I, I know it can be a little chaotic, but I want you to know that we welcome it. In fact, last year at the Christmas Eve service, uh, I was holding my daughter in my lap and during the candlelight portion, I caught her hair on fire. So I, I think we're gonna be okay. Like it's okay if it gets a little crazy. I was, you know, I had a moment there where it was like a really sweet moment. I actually filmed it and I was, you know, we were singing and I hold the candle and all of a sudden I saw her little hair just catch on fire and drop my phone. So it's okay if it's chaotic, don't worry about it. Um, but we're gonna just spend a few moments in God's word today, really more of a devotional to kind of get our minds and our hearts thinking about what tangible step can we take towards Jesus this year? And so I love New Year's because I love to set goals. I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I love to achieve and accomplish things. Like nothing's better than a good checklist. And so this last year, uh, one of my goals was that I wanted to work out more consistently. Right, I think we always have that goal, like we wanna be more fit. And so I had a Peloton bike, I loved cycling, but probably like most of you guys with a Peloton bike, like it just kind of sits in an empty room and don't really use it. And so I told my wife, I was like, hey, if I just joined a gym, I think I would work out more. Like that's what I need. And so I enjoyed cycling. And so I joined at Lifetime Fitness. I was excited. I was gonna go to some cycling classes. And so I do what you do when you have a workout goal, you go get your swag and you get your clothes and your water bottle and your towel and the cycling shoes. And so I showed up for my first cycling class at Lifetime Fitness and I'm ready to go. I get there a little early. I get my bike all set up and it, you know, the next 10 minutes I was trying to get the shoes into the bike and you're just like trying to get them in. So I'm finally ready to go. And I look up and I'm in this class and there's probably 50 bikes in this room and the whole entire class is full. And I look around and I am the only guy in the entire room. Red flag, right? You're like, okay, this is probably, I should, have, I should have known this, but I'm like, whatever. Maybe guys just don't like the cycle. Like, I like the cycle. I don't care. And so I'm in my bike. And then finally, this like, instructor comes in. She's loud and she's outgoing. And she's like, welcome class. We're so glad that you're here today for our rhythmic dancing cycling class. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking like, what did she just say? <laughs> like, I'm here to cycle. I don't want to dance. And so the music comes on and everyone is like, dude, they're dancing. Like, I didn't know you could dance on a bike. Like I can't dance standing on the ground, much less on a bike. But like people, we're dancing. And I'm talking about just like full on dance moves and you're cycling and everyone's going. And I'm sitting there for a moment thinking like I could walk out or I could stay. I don't know what to do. And so I'm like, I can't quit, right? So I just go for it. And I am just trying my best to dance and I'm cycling and I'm sweating and I'm out of breath and I'm moving as fast as I can. I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, this is so hard. And so I finished the workout class. I will say the hardest workout I've ever done and also the only cycling class I've ever done at Lifetime. I haven't been back to cycling since then. <laughs> like, I refuse to go back. I don't wanna feel that again. But you know, I say that this morning because when we think about the new year, I think we can so easily think about the new year as this opportunity to start over right? That the new year is a fresh start and that perhaps we can do better this year, that we can, you know, I'm going to be in my Bible more. I'm going to do these things. Like I'm going to make right the wrongs or whatever it might be. We get so fixated on all these things that we could do better. I was at the mall just a couple days ago and even walking around the mall, there's signs in stores that says like new year, new me, like this is your chance to start over. Like let's do it better. Like, and we buy into this message. And so this morning, it's our New Year's service. And I wanna say, that's not what we're after this morning. That we're not looking to add more goals or more work or for you to go do things better, but 
Our hope is that we can walk away this morning excited to follow Jesus. Our mission statement, we say it a lot, right? We're becoming a community of people who follow Jesus with our whole hearts and help others do the same. And so when I think about following Jesus, I think many of us can buy into this idea or this belief that following Jesus requires you to do more that it requires you to be better, to do better, to accomplish more. And so we work and we work and we work. And as we enter into a new year, I wanna invite you to rest. I wanna invite you to rest in the finished work of Jesus on the cross and what he's done for you. That it's not about what we do, but it's about what he has done for us and that we can rest in that. And that truth, what it does is that it provides an opportunity for you to stop striving, to stop trying to accomplish and just learn from him and walk with him and learn from his ways. That that's what we want to do as a church. And so that doesn't mean that following Jesus is gonna be easy, right? That we look back at this last year. And I can guarantee you every single one of us have had a day that we weren't expecting. Maybe it was bad news. Maybe it was the loss of a loved one. Maybe it was just a hard conversation. Maybe it was a broken relationship. Maybe it was a sinful struggle. Maybe it was addiction. There's something in our life that we've all walked through this year that walking with Jesus does not mean that we get to escape the brokenness in this world, that the world is broken. But as we follow Jesus, that we believe that we don't do it alone, that he's walking with us, that he's in it with us. And so this morning, what I want for us is an invitation to remember just as we were singing about the goodness of God, that this morning, that not only we would sing about the goodness of God, but we would declare the goodness of God in our life. That we would slow down before we move into another year, that we would think back and say, man, God, where have you been faithful in my life? Where have you been faithful in this last year? What prayers have you answered? God, where have you shown up? We're so quick to move into another year and I wanna just take time to remember this morning. And so that's what we're gonna do. And so we're gonna be hanging out just for a few moments in a passage in 1 John chapter one. You guys can go ahead and turn there. We'll have it on the screen as well. But 1 John chapter one, I love 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. They're, they're written by the disciple John, which John also wrote the gospel of John that we've been studying together as a church for the last several weeks. And so what's happening is that John is now writing 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he's writing these three books to these groups of churches that are together. And they're kind of scattered throughout, known as Asia Minor. And so he's writing to these churches. And what's happening right now, as you need to know, is that these churches are kind of experiencing all kinds of things. For the first time, this church is beginning to experience some severe persecution that they're suffering because of what they believe and, and that they're under this brutality and they're, and they're wondering, man, how do we get out of this? other Christians within the church have begun to lose their devotion to Christ, that they begin to burn out. And they're really asking like, man, is, is he really here? Is Jesus really who he says that he is? Because we don't feel it and we don't experience it. And so they're just burning out. Their devotion to Christ is kind of withering away. And then lastly, the third thing that's important to know about what's going on in these books is that for the really kind of the, the, that false teaching is beginning to infiltrate the church that all kinds of false doctrine is being taught. And now they're adding things to this faith and they're adding things to salvation. And maybe it's not through Jesus and faith alone, but perhaps you can do these other things to, to get this salvation that you want. And so the people are confused and, and they're hurting and they're broken and they're burnt out and they're looking for hope. 
And so John, he writes this book and he writes it. He embodies the heart of a pastor as he's writing these words. Like as you read these words, you can sense his heart for his people because so badly he wants them to understand that Jesus is the only place you'll find life. That Jesus is the only place that will find joy, that you won't find it anywhere else, that it's all about Jesus. And even some of the language he's using here is very similar to the text we've been studying throughout John. It's because he wants you to know it's about Jesus. Follow Jesus. And so let's read our word together this morning. First John chapter one, verses one through four. He says this to the churches, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life which is with the Father and was made manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim it to you so that you may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things to make our joy complete, that our joy may be complete. So what's happening here is, is that he's writing to these churches, right? He knows they're broken. He knows that they're hurting, they're burnt out. And John, he simply just begins to reflect on his own life. He talks about the things that he has heard, the things that he has seen, the things that he has experienced, the things that he had touched. And out of that place of him remembering, out of that place of him looking back, John begins to declare who Jesus is in his life. That he begins to declare that he is the word of life concerning these things, that he is the word of life, that he is eternal life, that these are the things that you need to know. Like I know these things and I, I'm telling you these things because I have seen it, I have experienced it. I know this is true because I have witnessed it myself, that he is the word of life. He is where eternal life is found. That's not in anything else. And so he's just looking back, he's just remembering the things that we have heard, the things that we've seen, the things that we've touched, all concerning this, that he is the word of life and he is where eternal life is found. And then all of a sudden what begins to happen is that he begins to proclaim it. Like he begins to speak it and to testify it to other people because he doesn't want it to be for just himself. He's telling you, hey, I, I have seen the goodness of God. I've witnessed it. I know this is true because I've experienced it. And then he moves to saying, I wanna tell you about it so you may have fellowship, so you may also have what I have with Jesus, that it's not just for me, but it's for you too, that we can all have this fellowship with Jesus that I wanna give it to you. And so this morning, this is our ESV version, but I also wanna read the message version because I love the way that the text writes this. And so let's read it together. Verse one, from the very first day we were there, taking it all in, we heard it. With our, we heard it with our own ears and we saw it with our own eyes and verified it with our hands. The word of life appeared right before our eyes. We saw it happen. And now we're telling you in the most sober prose that what we witnessed was incredibly this, the infinite life of God himself took shape before us. We saw it, we heard it, and now we're telling you so that you can experience it along with us this experience of communion with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, our motive for writing is simply this. We want you to enjoy this too and that your joy will double our joy. His heart, it, it, the simplicity of this text, that he's looking back and he's remembering and he's, he's remembering the things that he heard and the things that he's seen and it leads him to declare that this is who Jesus is 
And not only is it for myself, but it's for you as well. Like I love verse three, as we talk about our mission statement that, that we're helping others find life in Jesus. How do we do that? What does that look like? It is as simple as this, that he embodies this in verse three. Let's read it together again. We saw it, we heard it, and now we are telling you so that you can experience it. What does it look like to help others find life in Jesus? You simply are just a mouthpiece and telling them, this is what Jesus is doing. This is the work that he's done in my life. And I'm, I'm so convinced of it that I can't help but to share it with everyone else because this fellowship has been made available to you that you can also have this. I know you're broken. I know that you are burnt out. I know that you're frustrated, but listen, he is where life is found. He is where truth is found. And you can have this fellowship too. And I know this is true. This is where I love the confidence that he's speaking from. Like, I know this is who the Lord is because I have experienced it. And that's what I want for us this morning to be able to look back in this last year and to say, I know this is who the Lord is because I have experienced it. That I don't wanna just sing about his goodness, but I wanna declare his goodness. And that his goodness would captivate me in such a way that I can't help but to proclaim it because I believe it and I want everyone else to have it. And so what would it look like for us as we think about next year, as we think about this, this next year we're walking into, to not be motivated by doing better or doing more, but to look back on the goodness of our God, to look back at how he's been faithful in our darkest days that he was there, that we would have a hope that is rooted in a confidence in the finished work of Jesus, that we look at our life and we, you know what, next year, this next year, we have no idea what's ahead of us. We have no idea what's to come but we sure know the faithfulness of our God and the way that he's been there before and that we can trust he's gonna be there again. And so this morning, I want us to reflect. I want us to have an experience like John where we look back and we say, man, what I've seen and what I heard, I know is this and I declare this. And as a church, we proclaim this, that, that he is a good and faithful God. And so I have some questions that we're gonna look at this morning. And really the hope would be this, is that as you reflect, that this could draw you back to this last year. Sometimes we need help to reflect and to think. And so as we think about this last year, what has God taught you this year through his word? Perhaps his teachings, maybe it was a Sunday morning, you walked away and man, you really felt a fire in your chest and you're like, I heard God speak to me. Perhaps it's through a quiet time or a devotional. Maybe it was through a Bible study. Maybe it was through a friend or a mentor. But how have you heard the word of God this year? And that you would write it down and you would remember that. You would remember how he's spoken to you. Second question, what did you see God do in your life? And in the lives around you, I was driving to church this morning, even at a red light. I was just overwhelmed as I began to think about how faithful God has been in my life how he's been faithful in my relationships and faithful with my wife and, and all these things. I'm beginning to see his goodness and I'm overwhelmed to declare, I know he's good because I have experienced it. What prayers has God answered for you this year? You know, sometimes we just don't think about that. We're always praying and asking for things. But if you look back on this last year, how has God answered prayers for you? How have you seen the hand of God in your life and he's answering prayers and that you could look back and say, I know he's a good God because I've seen it. And lastly, the fourth question, how has God provided for you? Right, really simple things, but sometimes we just don't think about it. And this morning, when we think back at the things that we've heard this year, the things that we have seen, and this morning, would we declare the goodness of God? Would we declare it? 
And so in the aisles around you, you're gonna have some sticky notes and we're gonna pass them around in a little bit. Now I want you to write out on these sticky notes as many as you wanna use every single thing that you can think of where you have experienced the goodness of God. And I want you to write it down. And in a moment, as we're leaving today, we're gonna have the opportunity to put these sticky notes out on the windows of the arcade. And my hope is this, is that as you experience it, as you declare it, that as a church, we would proclaim it. That as a church, as we walk out today, that we would be overwhelmed by the goodness of God in our lives. And so would you think, would you reflect and may these, new, these the next few worship songs that we do together be a response of your heart declaring the goodness of our God. So let's worship together this morning. <laughs>